0: Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, September 9th. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from The Oregonian in Oregon Live. Tanya Culver Humphrey filed a lawsuit this week against Mercy Corps, saying that humanitarian group had been negligent in investigating the alleged sex abuse committed by her father, the global charity's co-founder. The lawsuit says a year-long review quote buried alleged criminal activity, and instead tried to protect the organization, its brand, and board and staff members. The investigative report came out last year and substantiated findings in a 2019 investigative series and documentary from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. The report was conducted by the firm led by former FBI Director Louis Free. The Oregonian's project looked into the late Ellsworth Culver's serial sexual abuse of Humphrey when she was a child. Free's report also found eight people previously affiliated with Mercy Corps, including Ellsworth Culver, may have sexually abused as many as six children in the 1980s. Free's report also made public allegations that a nine-year-old girl in Thailand had died after a night of abuse by Culver and others. Despite those findings, Humphrey's lawsuit called the investigative report, quote, a whitewash that glossed over her accusations and didn't name other alleged abusers. Mercy Corps' CEO said she was shocked by Humphrey's lawsuit, said it was a quote, distorted and untrue characterization of the independent investigation, unquote. The suit includes an allegation that Humphrey, now fifty one, became pregnant at age twelve after a sexual assault by an unnamed Mercy Corps leader and had a forced miscarriage, and that she was abused at Mercy Corps' headquarters. Humphrey said she never heard from the FBI. She also said that former Mercy Corps CEO Neil Kenny Geyer who resigned following the Oregonian's investigation, received checks totaling $682,347 after his resignation. One year into the metro regional government's new voter-approved homeless service tax, one county is trailing far behind the others. Clackamas County has spent just 7% of the $44.6 million collected through the tax in its first year. For comparison's sake, Multnomah County spent 37% of its $94 million collected, and Washington County doled out 25% of its $63 million. Clackamas County defended its position, saying revenue came slowly before ramping up well in the late spring. County officials repeatedly said over the past year that they were hesitant to spend money before knowing how much they would actually receive, prompting them to act conservatively. Quote, Clackamas County tends not to spend money before we have it said county spokesperson Scott Anderson. Metro Council President Lynn Peterson and Councilor Christine Lewis aren't buying it. Peterson and Lewis said that the Metro Council and Tax Oversight Committee plans to identify, quote, both operational and political barriers to spending that the county faced. So far, Clackamas County has spent money to add programs at its Veterans Village Center and rent assistance and other measures. A 38-year-old Gresham man who's accused of selling counterfeit pills laced with fentanyl to a Portland teenager who died of an overdose was caught trying to flush a bag of rainbow-colored fentanyl down the toilet as investigators closed in on him. That's according to federal law enforcement officials. Dwayne Robert Hill made his first court appearance Wednesday afternoon in the case. He's charged with conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute fentanyl and possession with intent to distribute fentanyl. Hill also had a loaded gun, more than 200 counterfeit prescription pills made of fentanyl, and about $4,400 in cash when he was arrested. Local police, along with federal investigators, responded to the overdose death of the 17-year-old in Portland on June 16th. The court papers didn't include the girl's name. Hill has been identified as the supplier of the pills that eventually reached the teen. He's accused of selling the pills to one person, who then sold them to a second person, who sold them directly to the 17-year-old. For the past year, Hill was selling 10 to 100 pills at a time for 4 or 5 bucks a pop. He's currently on state supervision for an attempted murder conviction. He also has prior convictions for first-degree and second-degree robbery, according to court records. Hill had pills stored in his home where two young children live, according to prosecutors. One of the most significant developments in the Tri-County area has a new name. The Confederate Tribes of Grand Ronde is calling its 23-acre project at Willamette Falls Tumwata Village. The tribes launched a new website, tumwatervillage.com, where people can see the plans for the site and learn more about the ancestral homelands. The new name is a nod to the Cloawalla Band of Tumwaters, who were forcibly removed from the area around the falls along with the Clackamas Chinooks back in 1855. They were forced to live at the Grand Ronde Reservation. While only the Confederated Tribes of Grand Ronde currently owns land at Willamette Falls, the Confederated Tribes of Siletz Indians, Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation, the Tribes of Warm Springs, and the Confederate Tribes and Bands of the Yakima Nation also cite ancestral connections to the falls. To learn more about the project and other important events in our region, go to com. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash PodSupport.